Hi, babies. What is up? How are you? It's your favorite fitness mommy, fitness daddy, cult leader, podcaster, and more importantly, friend, Liz King. And we are back with another episode. I am feeling good. I'm back on my shit, which means you're about to be back on your shit because I'm going to give you the guidelines for building the perfect fitness and self-care routine for you. Because the only reason that I am even capable of being back on my shit right now is because of my routine. As you all know, I struggle with depression, anxiety, and now obsessive ruminating negative thoughts, which is a new one. And I've actually been struggling with that for years, but didn't realize that was an actual thing until a few months ago. Thank you, therapy. And let me tell you, when I'm down bad, besties, I'm down bad. And peeling myself off the floor to get into a productive routine sounds like literal hell. So believe me when I say that this episode is going to give you the secret sauce to getting into a routine that works for you no matter what. So first things first, what do you want? The first thing in creating the perfect fitness routine for you is to think about what you want. What's the goal? What is the vision? What do you want to gain from this routine? In fitness, you're more than likely going to have a visual goal, and that's cool. If you're doing skincare, hair care, you're also probably going to have a visual goal, and that makes sense, okay? But what about everything else? Let's just visualize everything for a moment. Okay. We have an idea of what we want, what our goals are overall. Now I want you to think about why. What is the reason? What's the reason for all of this? You want to feel more confident. You want to be healthier. You want the ultimate glow up revenge on your ex. Why? And be honest. Think about the why. The more honest you are with why you're doing all of these things too, the easier it's going to be. There's, I feel like there's so many times where like, yeah, I'm doing it for myself and I just really want to be healthy. And you're like, no, I'm trying to have the fucking fattest ass on the planet, honey. Let's go. That's fine. All right. Whatever you want, whatever your actual goal is and the reason why, just be straight up about it. Okay. We can kind of unpack all of that as we get into other things, okay? But first and foremost, like, what is the reason why first thing that comes to your head, okay? And if it is healthy and if it's all that, you know, perfect, great. But just be, you know, be really upfront with it so that that can stay in the forefront of your mind. So you have a what, okay? What it is, what your goal is, and now you have a why, right? Okay, this is just like a branding strategy, Your life and who you are is basically a brand, right? You have your core values and you put things into action so that you can be members of a society and get your needs met. Now, here's the part where I completely dismantle what you're thinking. (laughs) It's my favorite thing to do. Having this vision board of what you want and why you want it is crucial to your overall success, right? As humans, we need hope. We need that outlook 
on our future. We need direction. It's very important to our overall well-being. But that being said, if you don't have those things in your life that are fulfilling those needs and backing those values and goals, you're going to end up filling your time with other shit that's not really aligned with what you want or even who you are. We've all been through that, right? Who has been through that where you're just doing shit and you kind of have this moment of realization. You're like, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) I feel like it happens to me all the time. (laughs) But what if I told you that constantly focusing on that overall end goal is going to create more of that? It could be the very reason that you actually feel so lost and disconnected from what you need to do to get there. You need to break that big picture down into bite-sized pieces that are realistic and manageable for you. For example, let's say you're either starting your fitness journey or looking to change it up. We're trying to revamp our fitness journey in one way or another and just get more serious about it. You know, we're all here to learn. We're trying to... All of us right here, right now, we're trying to get to a goal, okay? We're trying to get serious about things and learn things. If you are just starting, you have your overall goal, okay? Let's just say you want to build muscle and lose fat, as known as getting toned. I'm just going to say that because I feel like it's probably the most common one, but whatever that is, let's break it down piece by piece. You know you're going to need a fitness plan and a nutrition plan to get there. Building muscle requires strength training with progressive overload, and fat loss requires a calorie deficit, which is most successfully created through nutrition and increased activity. So you get a training program, or you try to build one yourself using videos you find online to the best of your ability if you're trying to do it the free way. Mind you, the free way can work for some people, and I think it's a very ambitious part of all of our fitness journeys, but odds are it's going to give you the experience of a lifetime and not in a good way. But that was kind of just my experience. I don't necessarily want to project that onto other people, but I can vouch for myself and most of my clients that doing it the other way, it's just, it's not, it's just, sometimes it's not worth it. It could be a very necessary experience as a stepping stone in your overall fitness journey, in my opinion, but not the one that you're really after. And that's not to say that you have to pay for a trainer or fitness guidance in order to be successful. I'm not saying that at all. If it's not feasible, it is what it is. I believe in you regardless. Now, let's break down this new fitness plan that you've acquired, okay, to get to your goal. For example, in this plan, the goal is to strength train five days per week and add in some cardio, three of those days as well. Break it down again. You're going to do two leg days, two arm days, and two ab days. Yes, that equates to six days of strength training, but you're going to add the 15-minute ab sesh to one of your upper body days just to save time. And then you have three 45-minute walks that you want to do on top of those strength training days. And now you have a list of exercises and you know what you have to do each day. Great. Break it down even more. You need to get a gym membership. You want to get new workout clothes. You want to get new shoes. But what are the best ones? What gym should you go to? Or what weights should you get for at home if you want to do home workouts? 
You then find out that the gym is a 15-minute drive away, which isn't that bad, but considering everything that you must now do to get this dream life, you are realizing that it's probably going to realistically take about an hour and a half of your day on top of your full-time job, work, school, or your kids, whatever you're doing, and their schedule on top of it, and your family, and then you're balancing all of that with your social life and still trying to do other hobbies that you enjoy and you also have a nutrition plan, you now know what you have to eat, which is great. It's all laid out right in front of you so that you know exactly what you're doing. Amazing. That's going to make things a lot easier for you. But now you also have to go to the store. You have to get those groceries you may have never even got before. You don't even know what they are, and you're expected to cook every meal ahead of time and try new recipes and meal prep on Sunday so that you can get to this goal, not to mention the potential emotional turmoil of possibly choosing a restrictive diet plan and taking away any joy that you got through food, which is the worst case scenario, but nonetheless, still a lot of effort. And all of a sudden, you're realizing how much fucking work this is all going to be and maybe you do jump right into it and can maintain it for a few weeks or months maybe even a year I've seen some very very driven people but inevitably fall off the wagon and majority of the time you fall off as soon as you realize you may not even see any results or obvious benefits from doing all of this in under a year Yes, under a year. And this is the reality and difference of having a plan that is manageable for you, which is basically what I do for all my clients as a personal trainer. This is my job versus just a plan that carries on whether you do or not. Even just listing all of that out was tiring, besties. And y'all think you're going to wake up one day and start doing all that seamlessly and not burn out? or deal with any backfire or rubber banding, go ahead, try it. I believe in you. I think you should try it. But if it doesn't work, I will be here (laughs) when you come back with loving and open arms. Some people can do it, but you have to realize most of those people are not starting from the same place that you are. And everybody is so different. What they deal with on a day-to-day basis is very different. What they've dealt with throughout their entire lifetime is very different from you. So really try not to compare yourself to anybody who feels like they're just jumping on the wagon and they just get it. Because there's a lot of different factors that go into it. It's not that black and white. The most important part of any routine is how manageable it is for you in the moment. And the reason I say in the moment is because things change all the fucking time. Your life is constantly changing, evolving, schedule is changing, seasons are changing, always moving. So having routines that have that fluidity and still can be effective is the only way this shit is going to work. Manageability is everything and it goes hand in hand with expectations. Expectations of results, expectations of how consistent you're going to be, expectations of how long it's going to take. If your plan is not capable of being manageable for you no matter what, that's going to be a problem. If your expectations are not capable of being flexible and realistic, you're going to have a problem. Making your plan and routine manageable for you essentially means stripping away what you think you should be doing and replacing it with what you think you're capable of doing in that moment. For example, you realize you're about to experience 
the week from hell at your job, which means extra hours, stress, extra tiredness, no matter how many ways you try to work it in, the reality of you doing your 45-minute workout after work at 8 p.m. when you finally crawl out of work is not going to happen. Let's say normally you end at 6 p.m. and that would have been totally fine and that was your routine. Every day you get out of work at 6 p.m., you do your 45-minute workout at 6.30 as soon as you get to the gym or you get home, whatever. But right now, it's not going to happen. And maybe your commute is long. So doing it in the morning is out of the question. You don't have availability to do it on a lunch break or anything like that. You really just can't fit it in. So where do you go from there? Most of the times, we give up right then and there. There is no possible way you're going to fit that workout plan into your life right now, at least for this week. And usually with work stuff, it's never contained to just a week. You don't really know when that's going to end. You don't know when your life is going to be back to normal. So you have to start planning what you can do right now. But what if the plan was able to be something a little bit more manageable. Do you think that you could do a workout at home after you get home from work in front of the TV when you're just having your normal relaxing time? Let's say pick two exercises. You have a dumbbell at home, ideally, and while you're trying to numb the day of chaos while you're in front of the TV, you're actually just going to do a couple sets and a couple reps of bicep curls and overhead presses. That's it. You can sit there, you can stand there while you're doing them, whatever. Or they could be ab exercises, so then you can lay down too even, even better. You choose two different ab exercises and you're laying on your floor, getting it done in under five to maybe seven minutes maximum while you're watching the Kardashians. (laughs) And I know what you're going to say, oh, but Liz, surely that's not enough to get to my goal. What's even the point of doing that? The point is that by continuing to do what is manageable for you with fitness, when your life gets crazy, you are creating more consistency and creating a better mindset around movement as a way to relieve stress. And you are keeping up the routine. You're doing it. You're doing your routine. If journaling is in your routine, are you going to be mad at yourself for only writing down three sentences instead of ten? No, you're going to feel good because you fucking journaled. Start thinking about exercise the same exact way. You will be able to build up to doing your 45-minute workouts again at some point. Life gives and takes here. But just the same as journaling, there might have been a reason you were only able to get down three sentences. Maybe that's all you had in you at the moment. But there's going to be times where you have fucking 20 sentences or you write an entire book or you start a podcast, whatever. (laughs) When it comes down to situations like that, the routine is the only thing that matters and should matter to you on that daily basis. Fuck the end goal. Do literally whatever you can because if you don't, you will not be able to create that consistency in your routine in your life ever. It's very rare for us to be on the same schedule every single day without something that interrupts or challenges that routine in some way. And a lot of times we don't have any control over it. And instead of just throwing in the towel, make it manageable. 
ask yourself, what can I see myself doing right now? Or maybe even use your time off. Use the freaking weekend, baby, to get two 30 to 45 minute workouts in, one on Saturday, one on Sunday, and then two of your modified workouts during the week, your crazy work week. Okay, that's four days a week. You're getting in that movement. Another tactic I use for myself and my clients, break everything down into 10 or 15 minutes. You can work out every single day for 10 or 15 minutes, pretty much regardless of any schedule. Following the right plan and prioritizing the right exercises according to your goal will be able to work even if it's broken down piece by piece, just like that. You're going to keep getting stronger, and the most important thing is that you're going to be reinforcing that routine every single day with yourself. I'm not saying you always have to work out every single day, but sometimes when life gets crazy and 10 to 15 minutes is literally all that you're capable of sparing during a day, do movement for that 10 to 15 minutes. And if you're doing the right things, it's going to build up and it's going to make it so much easier. So then when you do have that time, again, you're going to be able to jump right back in it. That's why it seems like people are jumping right back into things. It's because they're doing this little groundwork to prepare themselves and to make it manageable and to stay consistent because the routine is what matters. It doesn't matter where it's going to get you in the end in those moments. Your only goal is to do the routine. Everyone gives up on working out when life gets stressful or hectic, but that is when you need it the most. You need that routine. You need that stress release. You need those happy chemicals we're getting. You need that shit more than ever. So when things get hard, it's your sign to keep going. You're going to need it more, but make it manageable and start by asking yourself, okay, The original plan, which is still the one that I'm working towards, but this original plan is not possible for me in this moment. It's not possible for me to do today. So how do I break it down into smaller bits to fit into my life today, right fucking now, regardless of my overall goal? Once you start thinking about it like that, you're going to be unstoppable. Life is not going to be smooth. The stars are rarely ever going to be perfectly aligned so that you feel like you have time to work out consistently and sustainably. I'm a personal trainer that works from home. Yeah, I could make the time whenever, but sometimes my days don't go as planned and I skip the routine and that day usually ends up sucking. But it's human. It's realistic. And once we accept this, there's going to be a huge weight lifted from your shoulders. Now, using the same example as I did before, the example was you're either new to working out or you're trying to revamp your fitness lifestyle. Doing all of that doing it well and keeping up with that level of consistency and all of it just magically working out for you is highly unlikely. So if you feel like you've tried a thousand times and failed a thousand times, congratulations, you are well on your way to a beautiful fitness journey because it's going to keep feeling like that. Unfortunately, it's a test of resilience, isn't it? It's like we get this high of starting something new And we know that we're going to change our fucking lives and it's going to be awesome. I'm going to be that bitch. I'm going to glow up. That's all super exciting and positive, but that high dies down faster for some than others. And that is when we feel lack of motivation 
Yes, let's get into it. How many times have you skipped a workout or didn't meal prep or gave up an entire routine because you didn't feel motivated or you lack motivation? Well, baby, motivation is notorious for coming and going. She's unreliable. She's ghosting you on the regular. And you keep taking her back. And of course, when things are good, they're great, right? Motivation can inspire us to do incredible things. But if we want to do those incredible things consistently, we need a backup plan. We can't rely on motivation. We need ways to get ourselves from point A to point B when that excitement dies down. You don't need motivation, babies. So next time you're sitting there and just saying, oh, I'm just not feeling motivated, remind yourself, motivation is not what you need right now. What you need is influence. Ooh, ooh, y'all thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? You all thought I was going to say discipline, didn't you? Oh, you hear that word so many times. It just lives in the front of your brain. I need discipline. I need to toughen up. I really need to beat myself into submission and shame myself for doing things I don't want to do. But I don't care because I'm tough, right? I'm just so fucking tough. Fuck yeah. Right? Discipline. Fitness professionals and influencers love saying discipline. Do you even know what discipline means, besties? Do you know how many clients come to me saying, I am just not disciplined enough. I need more discipline. Guys, discipline, by definition, means the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. So when you say you lack discipline and other people might say, oh, you need to be more disciplined to get what you want, they're basically saying that you just don't have it in you to negatively reinforce yourself enough to make yourself obey to a structure of some whack-ass fitness program that you don't even want to do. Like, discipline is some sort of skill that one must possess to be successful in fitness. Holy shit, it blows my mind to hear people use discipline like it's the secret sauce to life. Like, no, I'm sorry, no. I don't have any discipline when it comes to working out, and I still work out between three and five days a week, and I have been for the past 10 years. None of my clients are using discipline as a way to improve their fitness journey because it's just not effective. I'm sure it works for some people, but like, You could positively encourage yourself to do everything you just did and get the same result. And you'd probably be a happier person and not push yourself into shaming yourself into doing something. That's literally what discipline is. I'm sorry, but have you ever been in a situation where someone else was trying to shame you or make you submit to something that you didn't want to do? Yes, we all have especially if we are female presenting, I'm sure. And we know how fucking awful that feels, right? It could be a small instance as your sister bullying you into doing something. 
or even now in your adult life, having a coworker. Bless you. Having a coworker or boss that shames you for taking a five minute Starbucks break when fucking Tammy is outside on company time smoking cigarettes every hour. But they're shaming you. Oh, like how shitty does that feel? Oh, we all know that that feeling. We all know that feeling when someone is making you feel bad into doing something. Oh, another good example is if you were a kid and you had to clean something or like your mom or whoever was taking care of you just like shamed you into like doing something like you just felt bad like they made you feel bad about doing it and then you did it yeah that's like the same thing which is why discipline doesn't work for everyone (laughs) why on woman's green earth would you do that to yourself you know how it feels when other people do it to you why the fuck would you do that to yourself discipline is not honorary to me And science shows that people who fight for things that they love and are backed by pride, love, and positivity are much more resilient. What you need is influence and a bit of resilience. And I'm going to use that term kind of loosely because I think that it's just really fitting in the world of influencers that we currently live in. How many of you have been influenced by an influencer before? (laughs) Nod your head yes, because yup. Oh my god, the amount of times I go straight from some girl's TikTok to her Amazon storefront and I buy some shit I've never even heard of until that very moment when she popped up on my For You page is uncanny. Sometimes no questions asked. I'm like, look at her face. That's a face I can trust. Take my money, you sweet, beautiful angel. And just like that, I've been influenced in a matter of moments. So how do you influence yourself? Yes, online shopping is a little bit different than convincing yourself to do an entire routine and workout, but they're both momentary decisions that you are making based off of emotions and data that you have received about what that thing or activity is. My most influential post I have ever made on social media, which got like 11 million views, which is fucking insane, was telling people how I influence myself into working out how I basically trick myself into working out and my first step every time is buying myself a coffee and telling myself that I just have to show up showing up is hard showing up to the gym is hard going to your into a workout is hard but is going out and buying Starbucks hard hmm Buying Starbucks isn't as hard as going to the gym, right? I'm sold on the Starbucks. You don't need to sell me. I'm sold on iced coffee. Sign me the fuck up. All of a sudden, I'm in my car driving to Starbucks. And you know what? While I'm out, I'll just go to the gym and get it over with. I haven't moved all day. I'll just go on the treadmill, enjoy my coffee, maybe do some online shopping, (laughs) maybe get influenced some more, maybe watch some Netflix. You know, I I just go there to relax. And I say... You can get yourself a coffee on the way there. The coffee is going to get you in the car. Once you're in the car, you're going to go to the gym and you're just going to go to the gym to enjoy your coffee. No other expectations. All right. Because what happens is when we remove these expectations from everything that we're doing, it becomes a freedom of choice at that point. And when you're able to choose to do something positively for yourself, more than than likely you will. If you're not in the mood, that's cool too. That's fine. 
But majority of the times, if you give yourself the freedom to do it, you're going to be a lot more likely to do it. It's just like people are, we're switching the term, oh, it's not, I have to work out, I get to work out. I don't even necessarily like to do that. Like, yes, I know it's backed by gratitude and like, yeah, I get to work out today, but it's like, I don't know, it's a little like too much for me. I'm going to be honest. That's, I, I don't really like that switch of words. Um, it just doesn't resonate with me personally. So try to find a way to rebrand your workout for you. You know, if someone's telling you to do something, you're going to be less likely to do it. If your mom's like, take out the trash, and then you were already going to take out the trash, but she told you to do it, like, no, I don't want to take it out anymore just because I was going to do it, but you told me to do it. It's the same thing is happening in your brain, okay? You're, You're momming yourself, okay? We are our own parents in our in our age, we are basically just parenting ourselves. We are giant children, quite literally. So if you're telling yourself, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this, versus just, uh, I'm going to do this, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to do it. Very, very different. Very different. All right? So then once I've gotten my coffee and I'm in my gym, I'm on the treadmill, I've been walking for a little bit. I'm kind of warmed up. I put some miles on the old treadmill and I'm starting to feel a little bit better about life because my body's pumping these nice happy chemicals to my brain. I was supposed to do a leg day that day, but I'm actually still feeling really tired and I just don't feel like it. But I do kind of want to strength train while I'm here. Like, just get it out of the way. I like feeling stronger. It usually goes by pretty fast. And I'm kind of feeling the song right now. Let me just grab some dumbbells and set up a little nest in the corner of the gym. And I'm just going to do I'm just gonna do a couple things. I'm going to do three sets of bicep curls, overhead presses, and dumbbells rows. Okay? Nice and easy. It'll probably take, it'll probably take 12 minutes maximum. Maybe stretch out my shoulders a little bit, too. I feel like that would feel good. I've been feeling tense recently. And before you know it, I have spent 30 to 45 minutes in the gym. I've done cardio and I've done strength training. And depending on how into it I get, sometimes I start pushing myself a little bit more into lifting. I do more exercises. I do more sets. And I'm like, "Eh, I can do a little more. I can do a little more. It's okay. I'm already here. Like, what the fuck else am I going to do? Go home and do the same shit I always do, too? Yeah. Like, (laughs) you're there. You might as well get there. Like, the best, the hardest part... But the best part is also just influencing yourself to show up because once you're there, it's just, it just rolls. It, it can snowball from there and let it snowball. Give yourself the option to say no. And if you go in and you make it there and you do the treadmill and you're just like, wow, yeah, that was good. I'm feeling B. I'm going to go. That's fine too. Give yourself those options. Make it manageable for you in that moment so that it stays a positive thing in your life. And just like that, I'm in my routine. You're in your routine. I'm in my routine because I fucking like it. And it makes me feel good. And I can make it manageable depending on how my life circumstances arise and make progress slowly over time, which might not be what most people want. We hear slowly over time and it's like, fuck that shit. But I would rather learn and enjoy the activity that I'm going to do every single day or majority of the days for the rest of my life to get to my goal and stay at my goal than beat myself into submission and push myself into burnout and just give up and start the same cycle again and again and again and again until I fucking die. No, thank you. 
One thing I tell all of my clients when they start their program with me is that I do not want you doing anything during this program that you cannot envision yourself enjoying outside of the program. Meaning, if you're really not enjoying what you're doing to get to your goal, you will not be able to maintain your goal. When you get to your fitness goal, you have to keep doing it. You have to keep doing all the same shit to stay at your fitness goal. It's not like getting a new TV and you get to just sit down and enjoy it once you have it. You have to constantly work out and and work for it. And that's why the routine is so important. The only way people keep the routine is because they fucking enjoy the routine. And I do believe it's possible for everyone to find a routine that they enjoy that involves fitness or movement in some aspect and it's going to look a little different for everybody and that's okay that is amazing that is beautiful that is unique so when creating the perfect fitness routine for you you're going to want to have an idea of when you're going to dedicate that time to movement maybe it's strength training cardio yoga whatever let's just say movement in general Is it manageable for you to do before or after work? Maybe even during your lunch break. Is it manageable for you to do three or five times per week realistically? Is meal prepping on a Sunday better for you or do you feel like you have more energy on Saturday because sometimes you go out on Saturday night and the Sunday scaries don't really align with the amount of recovering and self-improvement that goes on during the week? You don't have to force yourself into a structure that isn't working for you and it's going to take some trial and error. Yes, We are making changes. Your life is going to change, but let it be trial and error. If you keep missing days of working out because you have to go into the office three days out of the week and you're constantly beating up for missing those three days as workout days, those days are not manageable workout days for you. There is no need to beat yourself up. Maybe those days require the modified workouts that we were talking about that you can do in front of your TV at home just to kind of stay in the routine and keep you feeling good. But trying to force yourself into keeping that overall routine, the harder workouts, is just not productive. And what happened to the other four days of the week? Did those just disappear because I can't do these days? Two days you're working from home, feeling good and confident when you get your workouts in 95% of the time. And the two days off you have on the weekend, you end up going into the gym and you get your workouts done there. All of a sudden you're strength training four times a week and actually enjoying it and feeling good about it because you're not forcing yourself into some idealistic mold that everybody has 24 hours in a day. No, no. Three to four days of strength training and some cardio sprinkled in is enough for most people to get to their goals. Depending on what kind of goal it is, of course, but it is. And even doing 15 minutes a day will do wonders for your body and your health and your mental health. So it is worth doing it. Anyways, treat the days that you just show up with the same amount of respect as the days that you show up and you go really hard. Okay, 45 minute workout is the same as strolling on the treadmill for 20 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever, whatever you do. Okay, doing two exercises should be complemented the same as doing five exercises. Okay, treat them the same. And if you start feeling yourself differentiating those, take it back. Treat them the same. I promise you. Be a positive influence on yourself. Give yourself rewards. Give yourself a pat on the back. Tell your friend or partner, 
that you can do 10 pound dumbbell curls at the gym now and make them give you a pat on the back. Convince yourself that your routine is always going to make yourself feel so much better no matter what, no matter how tired or shitty you're feeling. Keep in mind, I'm not saying do a hard workout if you're burnt out or overwhelmed. No, a stroll on the treadmill, listening to a podcast or a tech talk never made anyone feel worse. It's only made you feel better. This podcast episode right now is going to make you feel a lot fucking better. Taking a shower always makes you feel better. Doing things that take you out of that rat race and give you a moment of freedom and an opportunity to feel better is going to help every single time. And by keeping it manageable, it's going to turn into an incredibly powerful and positive part of your lifestyle, which is what we need to have that perfect routine. Fitness is always presented to us like it has to be some melodramatic war movie. And if that's the journey you want, by all means, go for it. Like, if you've still got that angst in you and you you got to be in that space, that's fine. Go for it, sweetie. I fully support you. But this is an alternative. Here in this space, more at Made For Me Fitness, that's not really the vibe. That's not the way that I want to train people and teach people because that was never fucking helpful for me. Let's get into talking about reinforcing the routine. Have you ever heard of the term it's all about the little things, or it's the little things in life that matter. Yes, right? We all have. It sounds a little silly, but it's actually very true because a few things happen to us psychologically when we focus on the little things that support us and make us feel good in our routines. For example, the effect of having a clean room. Cleaning and having a clean, clutter-free living space has been linked to many positive health benefits, including physical fitness, improved focus, sleep quality, and a reduction in stress and anxiety. Insane. All of that, just from cleaning your room, having a living space that you feel good in, the things you surround yourself with are so important. Now think about how you decorate your room or your home. Oh yeah, the little things matter. Maybe in varying levels to some of us, but it does matter. We like to collect and surround ourselves with things that we like. We like the way they look, what their function is, how well it functions, how it makes us feel, or how it helps our lives or provides us with some form or of joy or entertainment. It gives us something, right? I recently just filled my room with plants. Best fucking thing I've ever done. You want to fill your space with things that bring you joy and make shit feel cool for you. And it's really important in reinforcing your routine. Me and my roommates have about 47 coffee mugs. Yes, it takes up a lot of space, but it's just a part of life now. There are three different mugs out of those 47 mugs that I will drink out of. Only three. Because those are my favorite mugs. They keep my coffee the warmest longer. It's just the right amount of coffee. The shape and finish of the mug feels perfect on my mouth. The handle is smooth and comfortable. Those are my favorite mugs. And this is actually a level of mindfulness that I did not realize that I had by explaining this, which is cool. I literally feel more grounded just by explaining that to you. I bought a special mug uh, or container. What is it called? What is it called? A coffee container. Coffee container, coffee mug, coffee traveling, tumbler, a tumbler, a travel mug, a travel mug. I bought one so that I could take it to the gym. Same thing. I use that travel mug and that travel mug 
only because I've put time and energy into choosing the right one and to me it is the best one and I look forward to using it and drinking from it when I'm in the gym, when I'm in the car, on the way to the gym. And now the habit of enjoying drinking my coffee to me is associated with going to the gym and moving and feeling good and it's associated with my morning routine. Same thing goes for workout clothes. Have you ever bought a pair of workout clothes and then automatically like, I just want to go to the gym. I want to go to the gym and wear these, right? I personally, I'm a comfy cozy queen. Yes, I love a seamless legging if the mood is right, but otherwise I'm in sweatpants. And I try to get cute matching sweatpants and hoodie sets because it's comfy for me and that's what I like. If I get hot, I'll take it off, usually wear something under it, but I love wearing like jumpsuits, like sweatpants and hoodies that match. I feel so comfortable in them at the gym. I know it sounds insane, but it's true. Everybody has their different things. There is a particular book that I read on the treadmill every morning while I warm up on the treadmill. I have a perfectly curated playlist for the gym. I have podcasts. I have TED Talks to keep me entertained throughout my gym session. I have a gym bag that I love using and I think it's sporty and cute. Reinforce the routine through the little things. Oh my god, my my water bottle? I forgot about that. My water bottle is my pride and joy. And what happens when you like your water bottle? You're going to drink more water. When it's the perfect size, the perfect look, it's the perfect mouthpiece for the ultimate water-consuming experience, you're going to want to keep it around you longer. We do things and engage with things that we like. And if all those things are backing you up when it comes to getting in a workout routine, it's going to make it more enjoyable. When you're meal prepping, oh my god, having cool storage containers, game changer, I don't have them right now, but I used to have these bamboo lid ones. I think I just got from Ikea, but they looked so fucking good in my fridge. They looked so cool and they were so easy to use. It just makes things nice. Make things nice and enjoyable for yourself. Just like you would decorate your room or your home, make your fitness routine the same experience. And I will also say, this might be a little controversial, the gym that you go to makes a big fucking difference. I cannot recommend going to a nice ass gym more than I do. I I cannot recommend it enough. I have recently switched gyms and it's changed my life. Like I've always tried to work out in nice gyms because I know That if I am putting myself in a setting that I'm not feeling totally comfortable and actually enjoy going there, I'm not going to want to, I'm not going to want to be there. I'm not going to go there. I work from home. I get to, I chill in my own space all the time. The gym is the one time a day that I have to go be somewhere else. I need that place to be just as comfortable. And I know that it may not be feasible for some people, and that's fine. If you have to work out at home, if you have to go to a budget gym just to get it done, I commend you for it. Totally fine. Uh, Nothing against it at all, at all, at all. But it does make a big difference going to a nice gym. How much better are you going to feel going to a gym that's also a spa? Uh, Amazing. 
okay? You get all these nice classes. Everything is decorated well. You get free shampoo, conditioners, hand soap, sauna, massage experience, whatever. Like you, you get all of these benefits from going there. It's a very clean place. Everybody's very professional. Everybody treats you nicely. And also the other type of people there are the same people as you that are trying to enjoy that experience. Going to the gym is an experience. It's just like choosing what car you want. It's just like choosing what house you want. It's just like choosing what room you're going to rent. It's just like choosing your friends. It's choosing the environment that you are putting yourself in if that's possible for you. I understand that that is a massive privilege And I take that into consideration, which is why I said this might be a little bit controversial because not everybody can do that and I'm aware of that. But if you can, like spend that extra $30 to $50 a month, even more, sometimes more than that. There's some ridiculous things, but they're really fucking cool. (laughs) Spend that extra money on that. That is something that you do every single day you're going to want to make it a nice experience and it's going to make your life so much easier. You're going to feel a lot more comfortable in a place like that. It really just reinforces the routine as something that is enjoyable and something that's positive for you. And beyond material items, I know most of those are material items, the little things come out in other ways as well. So the little things in nutrition that make a max, that make a massive difference. I know meal prepping can be kind of a hard thing to get used to, but you know that moment when it's been a long day and you're stressed out and you get home and you're hungry as hell and all of a sudden this wave of relief comes over because you just remembered your dinner is already made and you don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about what to eat or go to the store and figure it out and try to make it and end up eating three hours later. You can simply just heat it up and enjoy it. And it's a meal that you enjoy. It's going to make you feel full, focused, and hit the spot. A nice, warm, home-cooked meal. Mm. And all you have to do is eat it because you made it all on Sunday. It's the little things. And then you can take it out of your containers. And then you can put it on your favorite plate and use your favorite cup. That stuff matters. Now, I won't say I wasn't... I'm all... (laughs) I can't say I'm always like that. And no, you don't need everything to be totally perfect and set up in order to live out your routine. Neither do I. I grew up in a household where you used whatever you had because it worked and you used it until it stopped working. That's my ment. I also still have that mentality about things. So it, it doesn't mean that you need, that's going to be a step in between you and working out, but start appreciating the little things and just start slowly thinking of things that would you might enjoy and things that would make your experience better don't use it as something that like oh well I can't work out because I don't have these workout pants that I want don't no don't do that (laughs) I know what you guys are thinking we usually take this and (laughs) I know what you guys might be trying to do but the feeling of relief after a workout or when you're eating your meal prep or walking out the gym door into the open air, that little high you get from cardio or the feeling of accomplishment when you tried lifting something a little heavier that day and you actually did it, and just the feeling of accomplishment of just showing up, use that. 
that's also part of the little things. Ah, <sighs> you made it. Those little feelings and those little details, if done in a positive manner, will make your routine amazing and unstoppable. The last thing I'm going to mention, besties, is just practice. It can take up to 254 days for people to form a new habit, and that is just one habit. Each little part of your fitness journey requires multiple habits to be formed. And the only difference between people who have a routine and people who don't have a routine is practice and patience. Giving yourself time to learn it all as a new skill, letting yourself fuck it up, all of it, consider it practice. If you mess it up, just means you have to keep practicing and that's okay. You're doing this for the rest of your life. Anyways, just keep practicing. You have time. All of these things, building the routine is a skill. It's something that you have to choose and keep doing every day or as many times as you can. And then when you realize you keep getting to roadblocks, again, reconsider. Make it more manageable. You are going to create the best fucking routine of your life by thinking like this. I really hope this episode helped you. There are some more nitty gritty details that I could get into on this topic. So if you feel like you need a little bit more, please let me know. I'm only trying to fit so much into one episode as a, at a time. And thank you so much for all of your DMs. I am literally in tears uh, <laughs> hearing your stories of how much this podcast has helped you. I am a big crybaby and I, I be crying. I do be crying when you DM me and... And share with me your transformations and how much this has helped you. Like, it's literally surreal and incredible. Thank you so much. I do want to start doing more podcasts. And I know I've been saying that for two years now. But I think you guys can actually really help me out with something. Whatever platform you're listening from, if you could leave a five-star rating or ten stars, I don't even know. I don't know what it is. But the highest star rating on whatever platform you're listening to this on, I would appreciate it immensely. I didn't even know that you could rate podcasts. And then I saw it one day on Spotify and I got some really good ratings. I We've got good ratings, besties. We're doing good here. And I was like, holy shit, that's so cool. And it made me feel like this was all so worth it on top of the DMs I was getting. Like so much love from you guys. So please leave me a, a good rating. You know, as long as you think I deserve it, of course, but leave me a good rating. I think it will really help the podcast and I will be able to put things into place so that I can dedicate more time and attention to doing this podcast because I think it's one of the most helpful forms of media that I'm doing for you guys right now. And I really want to continue helping you guys through this. So that would mean so, so, so much to me if you could do that. Anyways, I love you so much. You all mean the world to me and I will talk to you next time. Bye.